Sophie, full disclosure, this is absolutely not my 5.30 interview, but I'm here to answer some really fun quick fire questions with Chris today. We hope that you feel like you get to know me a little bit better and just really love listening to this episode. Thank you. Hey guys, first of all, thank you so much for the support you've given us through the first six episodes and to our amazing guests for believing in 5.30. And while we strive to find stories of ordinary people doing things extraordinarily well, it goes without saying that without you, our audience, this podcast would be nothing. So thank you very much. And with the hope of building a better connection with you, it just feels right that you should know a little bit more about us through this two-part episode. And to kick it off, here's my amazing co-host, Sophie Ryan. We hope you enjoy it. When did you move to Dubai and what do you love most about living here? Okay, so I, I mean, I first moved here officially full time in 2015. Um, but I feel like every time someone says, how long have you lived here? I give a different answer because actually I started coming here for work in 2012. I would do the winter here and then the summer in England based on when horses were flying in and out because I used to work in the horse racing industry for the seasons that would take place over here. Um, but then at the same time, I first first ever came here in 1992. My family were also involved in horse racing. My dad used to be a jockey. So similarly, we would spend the winter here and then the summer in England. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like I've had, I've seen the city really grow. I feel very, very connected to it. I think probably because of that, it's a very safe space for me. I'm very, very familiar with it. And aside from just it being such great weather, very clean, very safe. I think ultimately, um, I just feel very grounded here. I, I look for wherever I am in the world. I feel like the most amazing holiday. I look forward to coming back here. It just kind of recenters me. That's awesome. I think I feel the same, like Dubai's home. Mm. What's your favorite country to visit? Ooh, my favorite country. I love going to America. I've been very fortunate enough to visit quite a few different states, all of which have been just totally different wherever I've gone. I've got lots of friends who live over there, which has just been really incredible to have plenty of people to kind of go and visit. But also I went on a trip there last year with some friends of mine who all live pretty much all live in Dubai or England. We all met up over there and it was just so fun. We went to a bunch of different places that were just kind of so random. I bought some concert tickets in Texas on such a whim. I was on a work call and saw that they'd gone online. So I just bought these Justin Bieber <laughs> tickets in Austin, Texas for a year's time and then just rallied the troops. I was like, who wants to come? Um, but I just love it. Like it's Like it's a very different way of life over there. We just had the best time. I think it just has made me look at the country as, you know, such a different place. And I can't wait to go back. I'm thinking Nashville. What does friendship mean to you? Oh, my goodness. It means it's everything. I think I, you know, I'm an only child. I grew up with quite a few other children that didn't have siblings as well. So from a young age, I was very much connected to my friends. And I think... Even now to this day, like I've, it's hard. I don't know what it's like to have a sibling. So I don't have those people to go to if I've got something, there's something wrong, something to celebrate, you know, anything in life I go to my friends for. I'm very close to my parents, but at the same time, my friends are literally everything. And I have, I'm very lucky. I've got some friends of mine who I've known my entire life, like 
literally my whole 33 years of being alive. I've got people that I've known from that age. So they are very, very dear to my heart. And it's, it's really lovely that we've all kind of stayed that's so cool. close. That's cool because these are the person who yeah. knows you like through and through. Yeah. Right. Because I think we have like four personalities, like one around your family, one around your friends, one around your peers and colleagues and at work and one, which is just like you. Oh, that's so interesting. I haven't heard that before. But what do you feel? I feel like that because you can't, you can't behave the way that you behave with your friends and your with family and yeah, although some people you can. I think for me, like I've got, I, I, I know a lot of people I've lived, you know, I've lived here for a long time. I've worked in lots of different jobs. So I've met a lot of people along the way, but I've still got a very like close knit group of friends that I turn to for everything. And I would do anything for them. What's your favorite job? Okay, my favorite job. So I have had, I've had quite a few jobs and I think that's largely in part to covid which i'm going to say is was to blame for once i used to work in the hospitality and hotel industry and when covid hit and the hotels closed over here i was then in a position where i needed to find something else so i took on a quite a few different short-term freelance jobs before i then landed a job at expo 2020 dubai so i'd say that would be definitely up there with being one of my favorite jobs. I mean, not only was it just incredible to be part of a team, an event that was so significant and just incredible for the country and just to see the whole city getting behind this place and this just incredible event that we hosted for six months. The people that I worked with there and the camaraderie, the team, it was just the most like electric chaotic crazed but just best environment I've ever been in in my in my life and I don't know whether I'll have that again and to this day like I'm still in touch with all the people that I worked really closely with there everyone was just so amazing um like the team spirit and the energy was just like nothing I'd ever experienced before so it's an expo was de definitely one of my favorites and then the other I'd have to say was when I used to work for Godolphin so it was kind of pretty much one of my first jobs I'd ever had, but it was in the horse racing industry, um, which is very much my my background and what my family have, have worked in for their lives as well. Um, so I'm very lucky in that I was offered the opportunity to be able to go into it. It was what brought me to Dubai. I used to spend the winters here and then the summer in England when I first started, but also just being kind of like quite fresh into the industry and quite young, I was very fortunate that I knew so many people in that world. And I was just felt like I was just very protected and looked after. And it was just lovely. It was a, it's a very small niche industry, but also on the same same scale. It's, it's global and it's and it was just very nice. Do you prefer novelty over familiarity? I definitely love a routine. I love kind of knowing what's happening. So I would say the familiarity, I don't know, it makes me feel safe and ready and prepared having said that, like, I'm not someone that's just really stuck in my ways. I like the novelty of like spontane spontaneity and having a bit more flexibility into doing different things. But I need to know like what's, and there are, there'll be details I need to know in order to be able to be Are you not like, for example, I'm going to tell you like, Sophie, pack your bags. We're going to this country. You won't know where. No, no, I, no, no. <laughs> How does you, anyone pack for that kind of situation? Are you going to get mad if, if we did that? Where are you taking me? Iceland? <laughs>
We're going to do a podcast there. <laughs> I mean, sure, but I'll start moaning at some point about <laughs> not having the right clothing. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. <laughs> this is very interesting. I think we've established <laughs> the early episodes of the podcast what your favorite sports team is and why. Oh, my goodness. I am an Arsenal football club Die hard fan till I die. We just lost four listeners again. <laughs> I don't care. They can tune into another podcast. This is no, don't language. say that. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Arsenal on every episode. I'm going to make it my mission. I don't know. I think it's part, probably part of being an only child. My dad is also an avid fan. So I was taken off, you know, at a young age, six, seven to Highbury. It was like, you're going to sit here in the cold. You're going to learn to love this. And this is this is going to be something that we're going to bond over for the rest of our life, which I think is probably one of the main reasons that it's it's been such a huge part of mm -hmm. my life. Um, and then I think growing up in a, in a sports household, we are, it was just always on in, in the home. Like it could have been football, tennis, Formula One, darts, literally anything and everything. Sport was just such a fundamental part of like growing up for me and watching it. So you just automatically tune in to like having favorites and supporting someone. And for us as a family, it was just Arsenal. And it's probably not the most feminine thing, but I really don't <laughs> care. I just love them. <laughs> you do what you do. I'll just be it. Yeah, it's amazing. Like, it's amazing. It is. And uh, I'll be scooting out of here in the next hour to go and watch them hopefully win. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you a night owl or an early bird? I really love the mornings. I do get up at 5.30 pretty much five days a week. And I love that kind of quiet time. I feel like I'm so much more productive if I get up early and I kind of, you know, start the day on like the best foot possible and like really attack the day how I want to. It is amazing when you start getting up earlier. And even if your day, even if those hours before you go to work aren't so full of doing X, Y, and Z, like whatever you need to get done, you still feel so much more productive by mm -hmm. the time you go to sleep. And I think for me, like, I love to like get up. I do, there's a few like just basic things that I do when I wake up all the time. Like I'll always like wake up and open the curtains, make my bed and then sort out like my cat. He needs to be fed and then make my coffee and maybe do some journaling or something like that. I'm not super into like, I don't have loads of rituals. I'm not there like meditating for an hour or anything else in the morning, but just a few like basic things and habits that I think have just, they set me up for the day and then I'll leave the house and go and work out in the morning before I go to work. So I'd say... Yes, I love the mornings. But having said that, I really love a good night out. Work hard, um, party harder. Yeah, I just, yeah. yeah, I just love when you've got like a great like group of people around you and you're somewhere really fun and everyone's, you know, bouncing off each other's energy. I just really love that. And I think I can go through phases where sometimes I can really retreat and hibernate and feel like I don't want to do that at all. And I'll go, then I'll have like one night out and be like, oh my God, like what have I been missing? <laughs> And then just kind of like come back to life again. It feels really good. What's your ideal first date? Okay. I think this very much depends on whether or not you're meeting someone for the first time. If you have matched with someone on a dating app and you've never met before, you don't have any mutual friends or anything. I think it's much better to keep it really simple and play it safe. So either you like go for a drink after work, something really simple, or if you don't drink, go for a coffee, go for a walk, something just very easy where there's not, it's not that like a huge amount of commitment from either, either side. And then you can kind of figure it out. You can assess the vibe. If you like the person, maybe you just stay out, have dinner that evening, or you kind of make plans to kind of do that at another time. But I just think it's quite a lot. And 
it's quite it's quite hard to get excited about going and sitting with someone for dinner in quite an it feels like an interview and you're it's quite hard to I think pick up on the other person and get excited about it if you're then just sat there like do you think well it's a two-way street right vibes don't lie if you if you vibe with that person even though you just met the dude or the woman in like five minutes you would know that you're just going to be like jiving in yeah I think you know you know from quite early on yeah but then I think if you've already met the person before you've got like a bit of a rapport maybe you've been introduced to friends or friends or something but again, like small cues, like body language, they mean so much. Yeah. Do they? I mean, I think it's just the whole package of it. You just know whether, yeah. it's, whether it's like a physical attraction or it's an energy thing. I think you just know quite early on. And that's where I think alcohol can kind of like really skew things. Yeah. Because I've definitely been on dates before. I've been like, I've had to sit through. I felt obliged to like sit through a dinner. But actually, if I probably wasn't drinking, I would have just left after half an hour. Because <laughs> I knew the guy was just not. For me, but, are but you, then you stay and then you, you know, then you're like, oh, maybe, maybe we'll go for date two. Maybe this will get better. Then it's just, you know. Endless. But are you the type of person who would be polite and stay throughout the night? Or are you just going to be like, okay, I'm done with this small talk. I'm just going to stand up. You get the bill. Mm, and, yeah. I mean, I've definitely done both. But have. It depends. W- was there an instance where you had to pay or split the bill? Because for me, I mean, I'm, I'm no dating expert, but whatever happens, the man has to pick up the bill on a first date or the second date or third date. Yeah. I mean, I've, I very much agree with you. There's definitely been instances where I've like either had to pick it up or split it. But I mean, that I honestly don't my get mind. that. And I would never go on a, I yeah, just can't, I or just at can't least, get on board with that. Or at least if it's like a pre-agreed, like, you know, okay, cool. This is what's going to happen. We're going to split mm. the bill. Crazy how much of a divide this comp- this topic is. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't feel comfortable. But talking about chivalry, the man has to take the bill. Yeah. That's like, it. The Easy. The girl wants to be looked after. It's just not that difficult. Exactly. Just pay the bill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, just to follow up, what, what are your top three red flags in dating? Okay. I'm not sure if these are considered red flags or if they are just like things that are just obviously going to give you the ick. It's one of my favorite things to talk about with my girlfriends. I've had this conversation many a times and I've got them to send lists. I mean, I've got endless replies to this question yesterday when I was asking them. Um, I think number one, the most obvious is just how they treat other people. So if they're rude to like the wait staff or, you know, any, like anyone that they encounter I'm when you're on your date, you on yeah, the mm-hmm. way that they treat people that they don't know speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. And so just like, why is everyone like, just be nice to everyone and be polite and just be kind. It's just, it takes nothing. Um, if they only speak about themselves, I think, you know, anyone that kind of shows qualities of just being very self-obsessed, it's just an absolute no people that need to be able to communicate and show empathy towards others and listen to what you're saying and ask you questions about how you are and what your life is about is crucial. And then I'm not going to bring up, I feel like there are quite a lot of, I mean, bill paying is a real big one and, or just coming across like you don't have the generosity to treat a girl to something. You could buy me, you don't need to take me to Cipriani for dinner. You can take me to Pizza Express, but I can take it to Cipriani for dinner because we get 50%. <laughs> great. Make the booking. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I'm just like, it's just. Do you think we should do a poll about this? But it, it should be a one-sided thing. It's not even like. It's not even. It's non-negotiable. Like, everyone knows the answer. So I just don't even know why this is even a topic of conversation for people. But my third one would be around like just poor hygiene. 
think you just got to like get your get yourself together and yeah. you know show up, look good, look fresh, smell good. Otherwise, it's it's just a no. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Fair enough. Are you an introvert or an extrovert? I think I'm both, which I feel is fine, right? Yeah. We both. I think I'm definitely introverted until I feel like I know the people I'm with well enough to just not worry or feel like I need to retreat at any time and then fully, fully can become an extrovert. But at the same time, I think it comes back to also being an only child. Like I need to like recharge by being on my own. I have no problem with like spending time in my own company. I really enjoy that. So I definitely like to kind of like be part of the crowd. And then you'll just see I've just disappeared. I've slipped slipped away without saying goodbye to anyone. <laughs> and then just, you know, made a French exit and gone home. That's like my party trick. <laughs> cool. <laughs> What's a concert that you'll never forget? Oh my goodness. Without doubt, it was seeing Coldplay play at Expo 2020 Dubai. Um, I went with my housemate. She very kindly, generously hooked us up with some front row tickets through a family connection that she has and it was just honestly incredible it was like so special to see them play there having that like just been the most incredible working experience for me as well and they were just so so special they were so good so so good and we just had the most amazing time That's and just like you know when you're somewhere and you're suddenly like this is really amazing it was so intimate like an incredible venue there really weren't that many people there we were like an arm's distance away from the stage i saw that and they were just was- incredible like that it was nothing that went off all without a hitch and it just felt like the most amazing most amazing night plus i love them they're really they're cool. amazing i watched them I in 2011 them. they're one of the best yeah like, production wise yeah live wise performance wise everything wise and it was around the time when their song with the k-pop group was out so i was just like absolutely loving my life <laughs> <laughs> what has been on your mind recently that you hope to share with our listeners i'm not sure it's been on my mind but um I guess something to share with listeners would be the importance of showing up for yourself. I think, you know, for myself, I've started therapy about six months ago. I've been absolutely obsessed with the journey that I've been on with my therapist. It's been so eye-opening and just so amazing. I feel like I've learned so much about myself, but I think, you know, showing up for yourself doesn't necessarily mean that you need to do that. I think you've got to risk take some time and take stock of where you're at in your life and hone in on really what makes you happy. Focus on that and just do way more of it. Because I think, you know, we live in a time now where, you know, we're flooded with social media. Everyone's comparing their lives to someone else's. I'm also at an age where I've got friends of mine who are onto their second baby, second marriage, second home that they're buying. And then friends of mine that are also still very single, still figuring out what they want to do in their life, the country that they want to live in, the job that they want to have. And it's really hard. It's really hard to kind of like navigate all of that. And people are at very, very different stages of their life. I think you've just got to really stay true to yourself and who you are and what you want to do. I cannot agree more with what you just said. I think you just got to live the beautiful, authentic truth inside your heart because it's the kindest thing that you can do for yourself. All right. Thanks, Sophie, um, for doing this. And, and that concludes the first part of our Get to Know Your 530 hosts. Next episode, it's my turn. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Five 
is 100% organically handcrafted by Chris Dabu and Sophie Ryan. You can rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and participate in Q&As on Spotify. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to 530 on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or where awesome podcasts are available. This has been a 530 production.